Welcome to the Online Business Besties Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping you build a successful online business that enables complete lifestyle, location, and financial freedom. If you're a go-getter who's dreaming of building an online business and living your best life, then you, girl, are in the right place. Each week, we'll bring you tested strategies along with stories from our guest expert besties to show you just how possible this life is and exactly how it's done. And now here's your host, online business educator, Paige Brunton. Hey, girl. Welcome to episode number 22. Today, we are talking all about productivity. So when it comes to building your online business, it is very important that you actually get the important work done and be productive in the way that you are working. So today I have five tips for you. These are the things which helped me the most to stop feeling like I was spinning my wheels in my business and actually felt like I was making traction and moving forward with my business. So if you are a little bit worried and kind of feel a little bit guilty, maybe you've been procrastinating a little bit lately, these five tips are really practical and they're going to help you to finally start making progress in your business. Now, before we get into the content of the episode, there is just one thing that I want you to hear first. So you know you want to run an online business, which allows you a lifestyle of complete freedom, but you're stuck figuring out which online business idea would actually work for you. Not to worry, my online business matchmaker training is just for you. Think of the training like a cocktail. We're going to mix together the passions and talents that you already have, your dreamy ideal customer, and successfully proven online business revenue models. Get immediate access to the totally free 30-minute video training and accompanying workbook at pagebrunton.com forward slash matchmaker. Again, that's pagebrunton.com forward slash M-A-T-C-H-M-A-K-E-R. All right. Now, before we get into my five productivity tips, there's just one common scenario which I want to let you in on first. And my tips that I'm going to share with you are going to help you avoid this situation. So often what happens is people go to start their business and they don't really know what they should be working on, but they know that they should be working. It's they feel there's pressure to be working all the time, all day, every day. And they just feel like they're on this hamster wheel, just running, 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 but they don't feel like they're getting any further or making any real momentum in their business. But it's not for a lack of trying. It's not for a lack of effort. It's more for a lack of having clear goals and knowing what you should be doing or that people spend years climbing a ladder and working their way up a ladder only to realize once they've maybe gotten partway up or to the top of the ladder that the ladder was leaning against the wrong wall the entire time. So That's not what I want for you, and I hope that these tips are able to help you not just be productive with the work that you're actually doing, but make sure that you're working on the right things. So that brings me to tip number one, and that is tracking what actually matters in your business. I generally try to stay away from like boring businessy quotes, but I feel like this one is a serious truth bomb, so it's worth saying, and that is, what gets measured gets managed. People track all sorts of things in their business, but today I want to encourage you to track the stuff that really, really matters. So if you run a service-based business, the things that you should be tracking probably include the number of client inquiries that you're getting, the number of bookings that you're making from those inquiries, the amount of money that you're making, maybe how much traffic is going to your website, and the size of your email list. If you're doing something like a product-based business, on the other hand, you would probably want to track things 
things like the amount of money you're making, the number of sales you're getting. Again, site traffic and the size of your email list would be the really important ones. Now, if you're doing any other sort of specific marketing push in either a service or product-based business, say you're running Facebook ads or you're really working on webinars, then you would also want to track the important stats related to those things. Now, the one thing that I would say is that often people are tracking their social media statistics and putting a big focus on them. But I would honestly argue that there are many more important things and social media does not convert as well as something like, say, an email list does. So if you haven't listened to our episode on an email list, then I do encourage you to go back and listen to podcast episode number six. That's where I talked about the one sales strategy that generates multiple six figures in my online business. And hint, hint, that is an email list is that sales strategy. Continuing on, you want to track the important statistics. So I want you to decide what are the important stats in my business and what are the things that are really going to move the business forward and track those things. So get yourself a, I just use like a Google spreadsheet to track weekly or monthly all of the important stats in my business. And when you do that, when you are going through every single week and you have a task in your project management system or your calendar telling you, okay, go track your stats, then you're focusing every single week or month on those things, which means that you're going to really be paying attention to them. Oh, that thing's not growing and I feel like it needs to be. What can I do to change that? Productivity tip number two is to focus on the stuff that moves the bottom line read brings in income. So what is the bottom line? If you run a business, that's probably money. A business that doesn't make money is basically just an expensive hobby if we're being completely honest. So tell me if you can relate to this. A common reason at the beginning of my business that I felt like I was spinning my wheels and not really going anywhere fast was because my business wasn't bringing in the income that I hope it would right off the bat. Now, I had to get honest with myself about what exactly were the tasks that would help me bring in income in my business. And so I looked at what I was spending my time on in the day and asked myself, was this helping me move the bottom line? Was this helping me bring in more income in my business? Now, when I started my business, I was doing every single possible thing which I could think of to try to get business and to get clients. So I was doing things like I was posting links to blog posts and Facebook group threads. I was commenting on other people's blogs. I was answering questions in Facebook groups, posting to Twitter, finding good blog posts on Pinterest to pin. And a lot of those things were honestly a time suck that I saw exactly zero ROI on. So I straight up stopped doing them. Now, the obvious thing that was going to get me more work in my business was to do client work. But how was I even going to get clients? I thought those other things which I was doing would get me clients. I knew what I needed was a marketing strategy. And I knew I need to commit really significantly to one marketing strategy and just like go all in on it. And so what I decided to do was I decided that blogging was going to be my thing. And that was going to be my marketing strategy that was going to bring in clients. So my main focus in a day was to do two things. It was basically do client work for clients that I did have, and then blog to bring in more clients. So from the start, I knew that blogging was going to be a long-term game, but I had heard consistently from so many other business owners that blogging was the thing, their game changer, the thing that made them get clients come knocking on their door left and right. And honestly, blogging did indeed pay off significantly for me. So while I definitely recommend that you do the stuff which moves the bottom line, read brings in income. If you don't have any clients booked right now, or if you're trying to sell a product right now, and you don't have any clients to work with or products that you're selling, then the thing that you need to do is not just spend time doing the work or redesigning your website, but focus on the things that are important. So that is working on a long-term marketing strategy that will bring in clients and therefore income long-term. 
Now, my third productivity tip for you is to batch work. I loved when Tim Ferriss gave this example in one of his videos, which was super relatable to, I think, all of us and shows the importance of batching our work. He asked, how do you do laundry? Is it that every time you wear something, you go clean that one item? Or do you build up a bunch of laundry and then batch work it and do all of your laundry at once? Of course, we do all of our laundry at once. We don't wash one sock at a time. Why? It's because walking to your washing machine or laundromat every day to clean one item is absolutely insanely wasteful. (laughs) The same goes for your business. If you can batch similar tasks to happen together, you'll be making a good use of your day and not squandering it, completing little random tasks here and there and not really accomplishing anything. Now, if you want a little behind the scenes of how I batch work in my business, there's a few things which I do. So the first thing which I do is actually to sort of like batch work my weeks. I plan my business mostly by weeks of the year. So let's say I want to do a few weeks of client work and then I want to do a few weeks of creating an online course. I want to do a couple weeks of revamping my website and a few weeks of just focusing on my long-term marketing strategy, which is blogging. So I would batch out, okay, how long will each of these projects take me to do? How many weeks is that going to take me to do? I would then go from there and I'd go into my calendar and I'd just put a giant Um, task over the entire week, which is whatever that week's goal is. That week's goal is to work with a client or that week's goal is to redo my website or that week's goal is to create a boatload of blog posts, whatever that is. So that is one way to do it, to batch your work by like, for this week, I'm going to work on this one specific project. Because when you can focus on one project at a time, you're going to be a hell of a lot more efficient than if you are switching between tasks constantly within that week. It just takes you time to remember where you picked up. Or for example, this podcast episode, I just stopped recording in the middle because something came up. And that's very inefficient because I had to re-listen to the whole episode to realize where I was at. So again, if you can assign one week or a couple weeks to one project and just focus on that one thing, you're going to be so much more efficient at doing it. Now, another way that you could batch work is, for example, think about if there's something in your business that sort of takes a lot of like prep beforehand in order for you to do it, that is something which you definitely want to batch. So for example, I know a lot of people who create YouTube videos, they will create five YouTube videos in a day. So they'll spend one day like writing the outlines of the content for their YouTube videos. And then the next day they need to do their hair and makeup and put on a cute outfit and clean up their area where they're going to be recording and set up their lighting equipment and then they record a video. If they were to do all of those things, all those prep tasks for every single video and they did that on different days, it was just sort of like unnecessarily wasting time. Whereas if you batch record five videos in one day, you can literally just like change your shirt every single video. Um, but otherwise, everything is the same. And that's a lot more efficient way of doing something. So if there's some sort of task you have in your business, which takes a lot of prep work, like for example, recording a video, then definitely consider batching doing the task all onto one day. Another thing which you can do, which I've done in the past, is I found same thing how I like to have one project within my business happening like in a set period of time and just focusing on one thing. I also did that with client work as well. I would work with one client at a time. And so instead of bouncing between different clients and different projects, I would just work with one client at a time. I would batch that project onto like a two week period and then I would have it over and done with and move on to the next client project. So that's another idea for you. Now, how I batch work or how other people batch work might not be the way that you batch work. So I want you to take a look back at your calendar and look at what did you work on in the past week or the past month. And then ask yourself, is there a way where you could batch that type of project into a shorter period of time? So say you were 
working on a few things, like three different projects over three weeks. Could you have done it more efficiently by, say, taking one project and dedicating one week to it as opposed to having those drag out over time and sort of overlapping with each other? Or is there a way that you could sort of batch work and do a bunch of one thing at once? So say like the video thing. Is there a task that you could batch work a bunch of similar tasks onto one day in time? So those are some ideas on how to figure out what you should be batch working because it really depends on your what you're doing in your business as to the most efficient way to batch work for you. All right, so we are moving on to tip number four to be more productive, and that is to write out your process. So anytime there is something in your business that you're going to do more than once or maybe a few times or hundreds of times, then you definitely, definitely, definitely want to have the process written out for it. So let's take, for example, that you want to record a podcast episode. Maybe you want to start podcasting. When we create a podcast episode, there is, a, I don't know off the top of my head, I want to say it's like 25 tasks or something to record a podcast episode or if we have a guest on our podcast it's more like 35 tasks every time that we go to create a podcast episode in order for us to be as efficient as possible and to not forget important steps in the process what we do is we have a process written out so we use asana for our project management system and in there we create like a process template so like our podcast process template and from there we list out all of the different tasks that are needed so that would be like pick the topic or pick the guest write out questions for the guest, or write out an outline for the episode. Then record the episode, then edit the episode, then pop in the intro and outro, write the show notes, create the graphics, put it into our podcast host, into Buzzsprout is what we use for podcast hosts. So all of these different things, except there's like 25 of them. Those are just off the top of my head. But all of those different steps we need to remember to do them. And the most efficient way for us to remember to do them and to really be on the ball and to create things efficiently is to have that exact process written out. So again, I want you to look back at your business and see like, okay, what did I just do in the past week or in the past month, which I'm going to do again at some point. The next time that you go to do it, I want you, you can write it wherever you want in the notes app of your, I don't know, phone or in a Google Doc, or if you're like me and use Asana for your project management system, I find it super efficient to keep it there. What I want you to do is to write out the next time you do it, all the steps in the process that you're taking. And then next time you go to do it, just go through that same process, go through the list. And so you kind of in this situation, how it helps and how it makes you more productive is that you get to turn your brain off and you just get to go through the steps. You don't need to think about what you should be doing or going back and checking and try to figure out like, oh, wait, how did I do that last time or what happened? You just have it there directly in front of you of what you need to be doing and in what order so you could be as efficient and effective and productive as possible. My productivity tip number five for you is to say no to your personal life impeding on your work time. Now, I get that a major perk of working for yourself is to be able to work whenever you want. That's awesome. And I definitely encourage you to work on whatever days and times that you get the most done, even if it means working unusual hours. But whatever the time is that you plan on working, I would definitely encourage you to get specific about exactly what that time is so that you can then guard it with all that you have. If your situation is anything like mine, then people in your life probably don't realize what the heck you do in a day. They don't really understand what you're up to when you work for yourself. And therefore, they think that you have lots of free time and will invite you to do stuff during your work time constantly. For me, people know that I like to travel and that I get that I work for myself. So I swear in a year I'm invited to go on vacation like a bajillion different times with family 
friends. And if I took them up on all of those offers, I would not actually end up doing anything. I also get invited to go do things in the middle of the day when really I should be working. And so what I've had to learn is I've had to get really strict and say, no, I really have to work or no, that is my work time. And of course, I can change my work hours whenever I feel like it. But I find that I tend to be very unproductive whenever I'm splitting up my workday to go quickly hop off and get coffee with someone here or go run an errand there. I don't know, um, organize my day around being home for some delivery or package or whatever, when really I should be at the co-working space doing work because that's where I'm the most productive. So bottom line is if you don't work consistently to keep your work time free and actually do the work, then life will take over and start claiming your time for you. So I encourage you to define whatever your working hours are and then guard them with everything that you have. Those are my five tips to be more productive in your business. I hope that these were helpful for you. And if you do have more tips, I would love for you to share them with myself and the community. You can see the show notes for this episode over at pagebrenton.com forward slash 22. Again, this is episode 22. So the show notes are at pagebrenton.com forward slash 22. Feel free to leave a comment there and let me know if you have any ideas on working more productively because I am also super open to hearing them. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode, and I hope to see you again in the future. Thanks so much for hanging out with us for this episode of the Online Business Besties podcast. If you love the show, be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at pagebrunton.com. <laughs>